0: It's time to get in the zone, the Fantasy Football Zone. Hey guys, where else would you rather be? Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. What a piece of that championship, put it in here. This is the Fantasy Football Zone. And welcome back in Fantasy Football Zone. Playoff time is around here. Yes, playoffs bring up Jim Moore again. And we got Jake Latarski joining us from rotowire.com. How you doing? Hey, I'm
1: doing great. Uh, I hope uh, you and your listeners have been as successful in making the fantasy playoffs. You know, I made it in four out of five leagues, and the one I didn't was a dynasty league that I set myself up real nice for the future with some extra auction bucks for next year. So I'm sitting pretty. It was tough getting through week 14, especially all you Jonathan Taylor owners. Oh, uh, yes. I know Tyler Higby hurt a lot of people with a last-minute scratch. You don't replace that, right, a couple hours before Monday night game. You're kind of toast. So yeah. there are a lot of weird ways to win and make the playoffs and even miss the playoffs this year. But uh, another big high-scoring week, you know, despite some of the COVID situations. And uh, it's going to be an exciting fantasy playoffs here. The landscape is ever-changing.
0: Yeah, and speaking of that, you know, we're happy that the bye weeks are over, but now all of a sudden this week started – and a bunch of COVID alerts popped up on uh, on the fantasy mm-hmm. sites. I'm like, "Oh, Beckham's out." Well, that's all right. I got Jarvis Landry. No, Jar- Jarvis Landry's on COVID list now too. So it's just like mm-hmm. I-, I kept getting one after another, and all of a sudden, in all I know, the last count was about 75 players right now have entered those protocols. I think the Rams, from what I read, is they kind of stayed away from their site right now, and they you know they're kind of distancing that way. So definitely this is the big curveball now that we're facing as we are in the most pivotal time of the fantasy playoffs
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's not just the national football league either i mean the, yeah. the nhl is talking about maybe you know missing sitting out the olympics or even having to pause nba teams you know are are, are in tough uh tough situations here you know even Giannis here we're getting affected by it it's uh, yeah. i mean it's across the league and there are uh There are several – I mean, some teams, of course, are affected more than others, but uh, it's going to be – you're going to have to be paying airtight attention, uh, you know, if you want to take home some championships this year.
0: Now, some of those situations being effective around the league – I mean, I did – you know, I started off with the Rams. I mean, that's the one where – they. I mean, they've got massive deal. I mean, that was starting to affect – like you said – before Monday night football, you saw all that going on. And then now after the fact, I mean, there's a lot of uh, issues here with the Rams in any players Mm -hmm. you have this week with them.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's from their offense, from their defense, from everything. I mean, you start out with Odell Beckham, who had a pretty good game. Then he goes to the COVID list. Tyler Higby was the opposite, turned out to be a false positive. Then he comes off the COVID list. So that'll be interesting here. I mean, of course, van jefferson who's always been active you know since since the woods injury he, he comes into play a little bit there yep. uh but again you know the, these guys are in the same room it's the wide receiver room you know yeah. let's just cross our fingers that they bubble wrap cooper cup and make him okay <laughs> you know the fantasy mvp i think that's the you know we've given cooper cup the highest projection this week we give him like 25 26 points out of any individual player in any individual week so bubble wrap him and wrap him up but uh you know, we'll see what happens with the Rams. I mean, last week, you know, heading into the week with the Chargers, yes. you know, Keenan Allen went on the COVID list. Then Mike Williams went on the, the COVID list. But Williams came off and Allen came on. The honest answer is I can give you the current status of all of these guys, you know, at, at noon on, on Wednesday. <laughs> but it's going to be a very – it's a moving target here. We're trying to hit a moving target. It's yeah. going to be very um, very challenging here to go through. You know, another team – that got, uh, affected quite a bit is the Browns. Yes. I mean, their whole coaching staff, pretty much their whole coaching staff is out and coaching virtually. And then of course, Baker Mayfield, he tests positive. He lands in profile Jarvis Landry tests positive. You know, he, he gets in, into the protocol as well, but you're telling me Donovan people's Jones wasn't a close contact. You know, yeah. we're gonna have to see how this game, how this progresses. And then of course, uh, you know, the other X factors, you've got Kareem hunt with an ankle, He's probably going to be sitting for a non COVID reason yes. here. So this offense is going to be incredibly shorthanded, you know, against the Raiders here. And, you know, I mean, I can keep going here. The Dolphins <laughs> running back situation yes. is an absolute, absolute mess right now because their top three guys Miles Gaskin, Selvan Ahmed, and Philip Lindsay. Uh, they're all, you know, on the COVID list right now. We'll see who uh Duke who comes Johnson is men.
0: emerging from what I understand.
1: Exactly. I mean, <laughs> they played the Jets this week and uh you know, the Jets are giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing running back by, like, a full standard deviation. They've given up 19 touchdowns, and the next closest is, like, 15. They're, uh, you know, a great, great matchup here, but how much you really trust Duke Johnson, you know, coming in basically <laughs> off the street. And in and, and the other guy who we talked about on the waiver Wire show as the wild card, again, you know, it's probably for deeper leagues, and you have to have a lot of dominoes go right. But Malcolm Brown, yeah. you know, he has a chance to get activated for the Dolphins, and I would guess... If he is activated, he's at least been there most of the season. He's been on IR. Um, You know, he might get into the mix a little bit to try to take on like that Gaskin role, but we'll see. uh, You know, what these running backs, if you know, you know, the rule is you got to have, you got to be asymptomatic and have two negative tests 24 hours apart. So Mm -hmm. we'll see if any of those guys get back in the mix. And then, of course, we were lamenting about this uh, before the show, but the Lions (laughs) backfield situation. Number one, if you're trusting the Lions, you might have a little bit of an issue to start with. Yes, you, know, you do. DeAndre Swift DeAndre Swift has been a solid, reliable fantasy producer, but the rest of these guys have mean, Jawah Williams is on the COVID list. Uh, you know, the speculation that DeAndre Swift could be back from his shoulder injury this week. I don't know. I think they should just play for the number one pick here and uh, maybe yep. sit the guy out. He's a big cornerstone of their franchise. He's their best offensive player, you would think. And... uh you know, we just got an update, you know, 20 minutes ago that he's not expected to practice Wednesday. So that leaves this mess of a situation. Last week, they brought up Craig Reynolds. You know, Godwin Nguye go with has been around on, uh, you know, passing downs a lot this year, but he carried the ball eight, for eight times for 25 yards and had a fumble. So it was Reynolds leading the backfield across the board. And then, of course, you've got Jefferson here, the real hot waiver wire pickup. It turns out he was, uh, you know, he was a little bit limited. He mispracticed over the past week with an illness. You know, it's it's weird to read that when you got another person in the running back, yeah. You know, coming down with COVID, yeah, he missed practice with an illness, but he still was somehow active. Only played five percent of the snaps, so yep. Jamar Jefferson's probably an instant drop anyway. I mean, Swift's the guy if he's there. Otherwise, it's a Craig Reynolds backfield. But I mean, how great do you really feel about you know using the lead back on an offense that's going to end up on a team that's going to end up behind in a matchup against Arizona that uh, has actually been. Relatively solid against the run. I know they didn't look great against uh, Sony Michelle on Monday night, but they're fifth against opposing running backs, so it's a good, uh, it's a good, it's a tough matchup for anyone in Detroit. So you know that's a situation I'd avoid a little bit. I'd watch the Dolphins pretty closely, and you know we'll see with the Rams too, because I, I didn't even mention Daryl Henderson. You know he's been banged up and has been on the COVID list, and that's made Sony Michelle. He helped me. clinch. I mean, you know, he didn't have the greatest game, but he's helped me to clinch a points title over the last couple of weeks here, you know, being the guy for the Rams here. So there are so many moving parts. It's all a moving target. I can tell you the status right
0: now, but you really got to stay in tune,
1: uh, you know, with all the news and everything like that, that, uh, that we can offer you here.
0: And with a lot of this situations going on, a lot of people's benches may look like, I know mine, I have like two or three guys now on the COVID list, and then I have two other guys on IR. So obviously got to head to the waiver wire and hopefully find something out there to help out. How much do we trust those waiver wire pickups this time of the season? I mean, this late in the game, it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, feel pretty good about any of these you know coming off the uh, waiver wire how what are your feelings about that this late in the season
1: yeah i mean my feelings about the waiver wire you know obviously this is my thing that's my tuesday show the waiver wire is the biggest yeah. thing you always want to make your last bench spot the best one possible there's no need to carry dead weight on your bench and it's the playoffs you know it's a uh, it's do or die win or go home you know you saving that guy for the next week doesn't matter if you get bounced. uh So you have to think about that. You know, you have to think about, you know, the, the converse of that or the inverse of that would be, you know, do you look ahead to defensive streaming matchups even? So that's one thing you got to worry yeah. about, but no, there are always a couple guys every week, especially with the COVID uh, situation here that are going to emerge and are going to get increased snap counts. That'll, that'll definitely have big impacts on your team. And of course, you know, the standout this week is Rashad Penny of Seattle. Now we always knew that uh, he was a candidate to uh, to to I mean he's had a lot of hype around his name forever. He was a first round draft pick a few years back, yep. but he's never been able to stay healthy. He's always had his share backfield with Chris Carson. But you look Sunday against the Texans; it's the greatest matchup for him to have. You know, 137 yards and two touchdowns. You know, the, it, it, everything there, you know, is perfect. Um, but Alex Collins is clearly an afterthought. Um, you know, and Adrian Peterson wasn't even brought back up off the practice squad. You know, DJ Dallas, they don't like a ton. Travis Homer's a special teams guy. It is the Rashad Penny show. And if you're in one of these situations where you have to stream a running back or have to get a flex, you can do a lot worse than a guy like Rashad Penny. And then, uh, you know, KJ Osborne had a decent game last week. If you need a receiver, he's in play. Uh, Devonte Parker is uh, also very much, he was only like 48% rostered when wow. we did our show the other day. He's coming back and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of sunken ships out there, right? Uh, on the waiver yes. wire, because uh, ideally, you know, you're not going to be that guy that's making pickups when you're out of the playoffs here, you know, outside of dynasty leagues, there's no reason to do that. If you're a commissioner, you might even want to consider freezing those rosters, uh, you know, just to keep the fair and competitive landscape there. But, um, but there are, you know, half the teams are gone and no longer making pickups. So it's worth checking in on a couple of these names, you know, especially, you know, with a decent matchup and, and, and two is you know, emerging a little bit. So yeah, there are definitely waiver wire pickups that you can trust and uh, use because, you know, frankly, a lot of people are going to have to, you know, even if uh, you know, I go back to the Monday night game, James Conner gets hurt on the last play, you know, James Conner was carrying you into the playoffs here Um, And we don't know about his status this week in what would be a great matchup. So you have to think about that. You know, I, I can speculate on any, you know, the four teams that we talked about, the Rams, the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Lions, they all have, even the Lions, even the Lions have fantasy starters on their team. And, you know, if the COVID outbreak gets worse, or, you know, spreads around, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason at all, you're going to have to be scrambling on Sunday morning. So definitely yes. want to make your roster the best and deepest that it possibly can. And, and you're definitely on the right track by uh, coming here and giving us a listen today.
0: All right. Do you have any other gems? I mean, you already threw out a lot, but uh, is there any other deep ones on the waiver wire? Cause I think we're going to need them this week. Yeah. The deep ones, it was really t- I mean, Like
1: I said, Malcolm Brown is, Possibly yeah. a deep guy if, if you want to look for it. Um, I avoided mentioning Robbie Anderson because he has a really tough matchup, and I've only seen it once. But they're another—he's another guy that uh, you know was dropped by most people. You know, he had his best game of the year, caught seven of twelve targets for eighty-four yards and a touchdown. The Panthers have a new offensive coordinator. You know, they finally cleaned house here, but the problem is—is is they're at Buffalo this week, and it's a really, really tough matchup. However, DJ Moore came down with a hamstring injury um, and he's listed as day-to-day. So if more is limited and Anderson's all they have from a receiving standpoint, I know Cam Newton, you know, can struggle throwing the ball from time to time and the matchup is bad, but you know, from a pure volume standpoint and, you know, maybe even a game plan standpoint, Robbie Anderson could eventually be a guy, you know, that, that works himself into the mix here. But uh, yeah, it was a light week for uh, the waiver (laughs) wire on a whole. Uh, Rashad Penny is a, Yeah, Uh, I'll go back to that. He's a use your whole budget, spend, uh, you know, use your top claim, use your whole fab budget, you know, do what you got to do to get Rashad Penny because he's probably the best flex spot out of this whole lot.
0: All right, panic button. Of course, we don't want to be pressing this during the playoffs, but there are just some certain players we see out there, and it's not looking good for them. This week, who should we feature?
1: Yeah, you know, I was torn between going to the Cowboys backfield for this uh, segment because, you know, Ezekiel Elliott was playing with a brace. He was largely ineffective. Tony Pollard has the plantar fascia tear. Um, You know, he's going to be limited even when he does come back. But really, it's right now I had to hit on the Browns because they've got – you know, they've got larger stakes. You know, they're, um, you know, they're on the edge of the, they're on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. in terms of the playoff picture. So I'm going to do it for the whole team. Now, normally this would be a smash spot for Nick Chubb, right? Yeah. Against the Raiders. They're a team that's, you know, bottom five against opposing running backs and Kareem Hunt's out. You think this would be Nick Chubb, but how much do you want to trust Nick Chubb with the stack, stack boxes that he's going to be facing? If, you know, if they end up rolling with Case Keenum instead of Baker Mayfield, if Jarvis Landry has to sit and Donovan Peoples-Jones is your top wide receiver here, they're not a team that after they traded Odell Beckham, they don't have a ton of depth at the position. So, you know, maybe they move to two tight end sets, you know, maybe even Dearness Johnson gets involved a little bit, but uh, I'm not sitting Chubb this week, but uh, man, the circumstances are looking rough for him to have a smash game.
0: Well, let's get into studs and duds here for this big pivotal week here. We'll start off running back position. Who's going to help light it up this week?
1: You know, out of every little bit that I've prepared for this segment, there was really not a standout running back. Everybody has a red flag. You know, you know, I'm looking through our top 10, like, okay, I could do the really obvious Jonathan Taylor coming back, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, but all all these guys seem to have red flags on the list here. Uh, So I'm going to, I'm going to sneak in and, and dig a little bit deeper here. And, uh, you know, we have to talk about Chase Edmonds, who seemed like he was pretty close to getting activated last week. Uh, but, of course, he was not. And, uh, you know, then you have Cliff Kingsbury coming out here and basically admitting to overusing James Conner, who hurt his ankle on the final play, is awaiting MRI results. He's kind of day to day. So I think if time might be now to uh, go after Chase Edmonds. I mean, Conner was so used that, you know, Benjamin and Ward, the other two backs, uh, you know, that were active for that game. They saw, I think, a combined six offensive snaps and no touches here. So there's a big, big uh, wide open gap to get some of these guys some action. And uh, I'd absolutely absolutely be looking at that because, after all, they play Detroit. And uh, that's a matchup (laughs) that you you want to be exploiting every week. I know it's the low-hanging fruit to pick on the Lions here. But I think Edmonds could come back with a bang here, Um, you know, especially if Connor is limited. So uh, I'd be looking at that backfield very, very closely. And who knows? If they sit Connor and Edmonds, um, you know mm-hmm. it, the confidence that Kingsbury showed in those guys like Benjamin last week wasn't great, but that could be a sneaky late waiver wire pickup because again, it's the Lions and yeah. uh, you know they they're, they're there's there's you can look every single metric across the board. They're not good at opposing running backs, both because their run defense is bad and because game flow always favors heavy volume to opposing backs here.
0: All right. I'm this may be a homer pick, but I think Aaron Jones gonna light it up against the Ravens this week. I liked, you know, you were there in person, so I'm getting a couple touchdowns against the Bears on a light <laughs> workload on, you know, coming back from the injury. But now, you know, coming back another week here, and you know, just I think out of the backfield, catching the ball, you know, combination of getting some carries early on. I think he is going to have, uh, you know, another 20 point game on hand here. Even though I think mm-hmm. AJ Dillon is going to be featured a lot, I think they build a lead up and you know, you see what they did like mm-hmm. in the second half salted away, but I think Aaron Jones, I think you could lock him for 20 points this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have him ranked as our fourth overall running back this week. So we're definitely with you here. We like to see him continue to see the workload increase and, and have big fantasy games so uh yeah Baltimore's defense it's not the Baltimore defense you think of when you yeah. think Baltimore they've been just ravaged by injuries the entirety of the year mostly in the secondary lately but here but uh, they're you know they're middle of the pack defenses at best that can give up a lot of points
0: all right Dodd running back this week who are you looking at man
1: you know last time I mentioned this guy he went off so uh, we'll take this one with a grain <laughs> of salt here but Leonard fournette uh, is going against the Saints who have the number one run defense in the entire NFL. And there's a little bit of history to prove it. They stopped Leonard Fournette back in week eight when he scored only 4.3 standard fantasy points here. So we actually have him pretty high on the list. You know, he's a top 10 back according to us. but uh, And a lot of sources are going to have him there because, like I said, red flags among a lot of the top backs this week. However, uh, I would, uh, I'd be a little bit worried about playing Leonard Fournette. Enough to bench him. He, yeah.
0: Probably not. It no, would be yeah. tough
1: to do so if you're in a 12 team league or greater, but, uh, you know, it is enough to look at some options.
0: Well, last week he was my uh, stud. This week he's my dud. I'm going with the Panthers and Chubba Hubbard. I mean, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't like this matchup for him against the Bills, against this defense. And I know that, you know, there might be ways that he can rack up some points, get a cheap touchdown or whatever to help you out. I just, I. I'm not feeling really good, especially in Buffalo. They're coming off that tough loss. I mean, they almost came back and won against Tampa Bay. So you're going to have a real uh, you know, team that they need to win. Buffalo really does. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're going to be focused at home. This is a very tough matchup for Hubbard this week.
1: Yeah, so not only that, but you have to take a look at last week's uh, share. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard started and played 59% of snaps in the first half. But after halftime, he only played 23 percent of snaps. Now, yeah. granted, that's when he got his TV. So sometimes these things don't always line up. But uh, you know, in the overall, he was out snapped by Amir Abdullah significantly too, um, and especially on passing downs. Now, you know, some of that—I uh, don't. Uh, the, I mean, Abdu- yeah. uh, Abdullah got 28 of his snaps on passing downs, only nine for Chubbard. Now, of course, Chubbard had 10 carries to four for Abdullah. But the fact Abdullah's seeing more snaps, they have Cam Newton to take. Uh, Take stuff to take his touches away at the goal line and then the bad matchup. Uh, I, I'm with you there. You know, Hubbard for me as a waiver wire pickup was, uh, was basically one and done. You know, he, yeah. he had a decent day because of the TV last week, but you know, give him Buffalo and then Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah. that's a yeah. desperate flex spot at best here. You know, I'd be looking at the waiver wire for sure if you were going to rely on him at all.
0: All right, quarterbacks this week. Uh, who do you have that's uh stud quarterback?
1: Then, you know I'm going to go down the list quite a bit here. This is mostly a two quarterback guy, but we do have him ranked at number 12 this week, so he could potentially be a streamer for you if you find yourself in uh, dire straits. And that man is Jimmy Garoppolo of the yeah. San Francisco 49ers. He is no longer appears to be in any danger to giving that to Lance, giving that job up uh, to Lance at all. I mean, you know, they're in, they're on the, uh, you know, they're in the sixth seed right now despite being third place in their division. So the 49ers have playoff hopes, and Jimmy G gives them a chance to win right now. The chemistry with Kittle has been outstanding. Kittle alone has carried me into the playoffs in two fantasy football leagues. And we're getting Debo healthy back. You know, it'd be nice to get Elijah Mitchell and uh, the running backs a little healthy, so Debo can play more wide receiver instead of having a lineup in the backfield. But, uh, but Jimmy G gets, uh, he gets Atlanta this week, who is the second worst against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, Tennessee the week afterwards was the fifth worst right now against the Boston quarterbacks and then gets the Texans in the fantasy championship. I picked him up in a two quarterback league, surprisingly available, you know, you know, a while back just with this playoff schedule in mind. And uh, he's going to be a game changer in that kind of format, but also a very valid streamer. You know, if you've got uh, maybe some of the duds that, we that we're going to that we're going to talk about.
0: All right, at quarterback, I'm going with. I'm going kind of along your thinking, like further down the list of guys you wouldn't expect. This guy, very mm-hmm. well rested coming off a bye week, and he only threw three passes the week before. I'll go with Mac Jones this week. We may as well against this indie defense that's ranked 17th against the pass. I didn't think they were that bad against the pass, but, you know, the numbers are showing that. Yeah. They're giving up some yards against the pass. I think the game plan obviously is going to be a little bit different. I think they're inside the dome this week. If I remember, right. I think they're on the road against at Indy. So um, I, I like Mac Jones this week. They'll pass the ball, and I think he can get a couple touchdowns this week for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have him a little further down the list, but you made a great point about the Colts being deceptively average against yes. opposing quarterbacks here. You know their yards per attempt. Uh, is is not great. You know, all this sits in the middle of the pack. You know, we think of them as a pretty elite defense, but they've definitely been susceptible to giving up a few big plays. So, yeah, we've got Jones a while a, a bit further down our list here, but uh, but I could see uh I could see that being an option in two quarterback leagues at least for sure.
0: All right, Dud quarterback this week. Who are you going to go with? Man, I know Joe Burrow had a great game.
1: Well. He had a great fourth quarter in overtime last week. The first three quarters weren't necessarily so hot, but uh, Joe Burrow, I'm a little bit worried about, um, you know, he's playing with that dislocated pinky already and he heads to Denver, who is the fourth best defense against opposing uh, fantasy quarterbacks here. Yeah. He's got plenty of weapons. T Higgins is emerging. Jamar chase continues to have good games. He's got plenty of options to throw to, but the, the injury and the matchup collectively, would lead me to essentially start Jimmy Garoppolo over him. I have a little bit of a list here. I would start Jimmy Garoppolo over Burrow. I'd start him over Wentz and I'd start him over Newton at least, you know. And maybe that's not super bold here, um but those are some guys that uh, you know, he ranks a higher on the list than that maybe you wouldn't normally think, you know, regular intuition was.
0: Jake, I'm a little disappointed with you. I thought you were going to go for the low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to.
1: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: Kirk Cousins, Monday night against the Bears, dot him. Oh, there we
1: go. Of course. Yeah, yeah, shut it down.
0: (laughs) Monday night football, and and I know everyone likes doing the thing. Well, if you remove the name and you look at these numbers, Kirk Cousins could be in the MVP conversation. Not on Monday night football in Chicago. I'm going to guess weather will probably be a factor. Like, it is usually when the Vikings and Bears play. It's usually a lower score game. I, yeah I know you got to start him most likely with what he's been showing you, but I would not like to have Kirk cousins right now in the playoffs with this matchup. And I know it's the bears, yeah. but I've just, I'm not feeling it.
1: Yeah. Apparently Delvin cook is superhuman when he wears that shoulder brace. Yes,
0: apparently. And, um, yeah. We, yeah. We missed
1: that because that feels so long ago, right? That was yeah. last Thursday when I was, I was so worried about him, but, uh, um, in any case, well, you know, we'll move on, we'll move on from that. But, uh, cook is apparently superhuman in that scenario. Yes. And, uh, he'll be the focal point there. I don't expect them to get Adam Thielen back from an ankle injury. Uh, you know, I don't think it would be wise to rush him necessarily. And that is cousins favorite red zone target here. So, uh, you know, with the extra reliance on guys like K.J. Osborne, D.D. Westbrook, Tyler Conklin even, um, and the Kirk Cousins Monday Night Ghosts, yes. Primetime Ghosts, and the Delvin Cook emergence. Now, if, if it were a situation where Cook was being managed and he were out and they would have to have a more pass-heavy game plan, I would rethink that. But I think uh, Cook uh, is going to have the good game here out of all the Vikings.
0: All right. I just had to go for it. I just saw the Monday Night mm-hmm. Football, and I'm like, well, he's got to be 1-9 oh, yeah. after this. <laughs>
1: Yep, we have to.
0: (laughs) All right, wide receiver, who's a stud this week?
1: Man, I feel like I said Deontay Johnson every week, so I, I wanted to throw him out there this week because he's playing the second worst team against wide receivers, and of course he continues to be just a volume machine. So, uh, you know, he's he's the most consistent fantasy wide receiver there is, I would say at this point. There's no, uh, there's little debate about that. But on top, I mean, well, that and Cooper, obviously Cooper Cup, you have, but you know, mm-hmm. the the under the radar most consistent fantasy guy is, is Deontay, and uh, you know, you give him a high ceiling game. You throw him out there without hesitation here. But I'm going to dig a little bit deeper for one more. Jamison Crowder interests me a little bit against Miami this week for a couple of reasons. One, he let me down last week. I figured with uh, with Corey Davis you know, on IR, or, or with Corey Davis out for the season and Elijah Moore moving to IR, it was going to be the Crowder show. It de- wasn't necessarily the case here, but I think he can have a good game against Miami. Back in week 11 against the Dolphins, he caught six of seven targets for 44 yards and a touchdown. I don't like getting heavily involved in the Jets, but uh, somebody's got to catch those passes there. And I think the Braxton Barrios 10 targets is a little bit of a fluke. So I'll go back to Crowder as a uh, a low-key sleeper flex, potential flex play this week.
0: I was with you with Deontay Johnson. I had him right here. 31, uh, you know, against the Titans defense. That's ranked 31st, so he's going to tear it up this week. But I'll also go with an alternative pick. And we're picking the same game again with the Dolphins-Jets. I'll go the other side. Uh, Jalen Waddell, I, he can't go wrong with him in this matchup. And I just, I, I was just looking at his stats. 86 catches on the year, 849 yards, four touchdowns. I didn't realize he had that many receptions so far this year in his rookie campaign. So, I mean, <laughs> almost 100 catch, you know, could probably could write him in if he continues his up, 100 catch season for him. So, I mean, that helps with the PPR and against this Jets defense. Yeah, I think Jalen Waddell's going to go off this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He was helped by, you know, not having his buy until week 14. And then, of course, all the injuries around him, Parker and, you know, Will Fuller. But he's quietly, you know, since the midway point of the season or even before that, he's been one of the most consistent producers in fantasy football. And uh, Tua loves targeting him. And I think this is going to be a, uh, a, you know, a combination. A Tua Waddle, you you like to have those stacks on your team. That's one that you're going to want to think about next year for sure. As, uh, you know, maybe not the... uh, one being a realistic one that you can get and two being a, you know, a sleeper one that could really blow up next year.
0: All right. Dud wide receivers uh, this week. Who are you looking at?
1: Got to be bold this week. I think it's going to be a tough week for Tyreek Hill and the chiefs here playing on Thursday night. The uh, chargers are number two, against fantasy wide receivers here. Uh, You know, we've had this conversation about the strength and weaknesses of the Chargers. It feels like every week, but I'm going to go back to try and exploit that today. I think it'll be a good Edwards-Hilaire game. But most importantly for you Travis Kelsey owners out there, fear not because it is time for Travis Kelsey to have a smash spot game, you know, a 100-yard, two-touchdown type of game here. For some reason, even with Derwin James, the Chargers can't seem to defend tight ends well at all, but they lock up wide receivers very well. And uh, that all just leads me to believe that, you know, Tariq Hill, you know, might get his, won't have a crazy game, but it'll be a Kelsey game. He'll be the leading receiver here.
0: Yeah, the matchup I don't like this week at wide receiver, Michael Pittman against that Patriots defense. And I know it's at home, but that defense uh, for the Patriots, number four against the pass, coming off the bye, well-rested. Belichick, you're going to give him two weeks to game plan, basically, You know, to try to Mm -hmm. take away whatever, you know, Indy's got. Obviously, you're going to focus on Taylor, but I think Pittman, uh, you got to temper expectations. Obviously, I think you Mm got to start him depending on how your roster is. You probably got to put him in there, but I don't think he's going to reach double digits this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. I could see it from both sides with, you know, a, the attention being on Jonathan Taylor, we have him as a top 20 receiver this week. So it's not someone I'd advise benching, you mm-hmm. know, necessarily here. And, you know, in the leagues where I have him, I definitely, I have you to, need a- him. you know, there's no question <laughs> yeah. about that. Um, but, uh, but I, I can see where you're coming from here. New England seems to get better and better every week. And you give them two weeks, to game plan, maybe they can take away the top two things, you know, but yeah. Maybe they put 9-10 in the box here and force Wentz to get it out to Pittman. And Pittman is their best option in one-on-one coverage here. So uh at least that's what I'm gonna keep telling myself because yes. I have to rely on him quite a bit.
0: <laughs> All right. This week, Packers, Ravens. Uh Packers can wrap up the NFC North with a win or you know, the Vikings lost on Monday night and wait for one week for one night after that. But uh they want to do it on the road against the Ravens. Of course, Lamar Jackson, too. We I mean we didn't really touch on that as much. It mm-hmm. sounds like game time decision, even, you know, that's good news for Lamar too. Cause especially when he was carted off and all that, you thought, Oh geez, this is going to be mm-hmm. bad news, but a game time decision for Jackson. And uh, I mean, this kind of changes things a little bit for the Packers, but they just roll on with whoever is that quarterback for the Ravens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this has been a real tough, a uh, uh, tough one to gauge here because, you know, he gets, Lamar Jackson gets carted off the field. You know, he's, Suddenly ends up day to day, which is, you know, outstanding news for him. Uh, You know, Huntley becomes he was the cover boy for our our waiver wire show yesterday (laughs) because, you know, he he's a game changer in two quarterback leagues if he plays. But now it's suddenly looking like Lamar is going to play. It's funny. I always talk about Vegas a little bit in the segment, but it's funny to see how they reacted to this because. You know, if Lamar Jackson were to get ruled out, the line would swing significantly, right? Yeah. But what happened here is it moved a little bit to kind of account for that uncertainty. Of course, Vegas wants everybody to be betting both sides, so they try to pick it right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Packers opened as minus two favorites. They are now minus four and a half favorites, and, uh, you know, on the road, that's definitely saying something here. Yeah. And uh, the over-under on this game opened at 45 and a half, and it's now down a couple points to 43 and a half, you know, to account for the possibility that lamar jackson won't play here and uh i mean i love everything about uh how the packers have been playing lately minus the special teams of course you know every, everyone <laughs> yeah. likes to rag on that a bit but uh you know i think the packers will go in there and have a good game with lamar and not uh, it seems like you know i don't have a ton of data behind this but it seems like they've always historically no matter which defensive coordinator it is they've struggled against very very mobile quarterbacks here and hopefully mm-hmm. they can find a way to get that together here, but all eyes are gonna be on Lamar Jackson heading into this game. The whole story of it is whether he's able to suit up here
0: or not. And of course, you're gonna need help from Rotowire this week. There's no doubt about it. As we've talked to on this show, there are gonna be a ton of decisions made. And that's the other thing. I forgot. We have Saturday games now and Sunday night games because we got a couple Saturday night games, Thursday night, obviously, Sunday. You gotta pay attention this week, especially when you're playoffs and you guys, you're gonna be on top of it all.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I was mentioning, you know, to prepare for this show, I filtered our player news <laughs> by team. So I yeah. could look at, you know, the Rams or whatever, for example, and see that Alert Jackson, Juju Hughes, Terrell Burgess, Jordan Fuller, Sebastian Joseph Day, Bryce, like all these guys moving on the COVID-19 list are entering <laughs> COVID protocols. So that's a helpful feature. You can get that on the website or the iOS app. And, of course, rotawire.com slash free. Ten days, no strings attached. It's do or die. It's win or go home. Let us help you out by giving you the latest information.
0: Yeah, and I guess I should mention that too, so you, everyone knows what you know when they're playing. I mean, you usually see the matchups, but you know, Kansas City, Los Angeles Chargers—that's the Thursday nighter, and then those two Saturday nights, mm-hmm. the Browns are one of them, and the Raiders. So again, that's less time for those pre- players on the COVID mm-hmm. list to get healthy, and then Patriots, Colts is the other uh, Saturday night games, than the rest yeah. Sunday, Monday. So mm-hmm. it's al- almost
1: nicer that the Browns <sighs> get the early game, right? Because yes. we'll know. Who's in and who's out before having to make those decisions here necessarily? So, uh, you know that'll help if you're if you're holding on the Landry, for example, and yep. you're not sure if he's going to make it out or not, or if you need to find a replacement, or, or or you know even if you're if it's a Baker Mayfield two quarterback league situation. Hopefully, we threw out a couple names though, there to help you if you find yourself in one of those spots here.
0: Well, Jake, again, thanks for your help this week. Best of luck in the playoffs. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Right back at you, PJ. Best of luck to everybody else. And, of course, go win some titles. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Zone and give us a five-star rating while you're at it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Zone podcast.